Welcome to Sacred Space, the podcast. I am Tanika, your host, and this is a space for you to tune in and become educated, evolved, and expanded on all things generational healing, personal development, and spirituality. This is a space where I'll get beautiful, like-minded guests on to speak into their stories and their wisdom, as well as hearing mine. So take a big, deep breath into your belly, get anchored, get grounded, and let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back, everyone, beautiful souls. I'm so happy that I'm back in your ears again and the podcast is here and you are here and we are together and we are having this conversation. I've really missed recording. It feels like it's been forever since I recorded, especially because I think the last few episodes of um, season one, if you would like to call it that, were sort of like pre-recorded with guests. So it's really nice to just be back and recording and just in this space of unconditional love and communication and all the things that recording a podcast is. So before we get into the actual topic of this episode, I just wanted to update everyone with what's sort of to come with the podcast. So as you can probably tell, I've got new cover art. Yay, it feels so much more aligned. I've got a new intro, which I absolutely love. It feels so much better. It's kind of like... I've had all this shifting going on and now I feel like coming onto my podcast, it's actually aligned with who I am. And it's like I said in my, in my episode where I said I was taking a break, I feel like I've evolved so much in the time since creating this podcast to now. And so this intro is just everything. I just love the sound. I just love it. I just, I'm obsessed, which is really good. We want to be obsessed. We love that. And I'm going to go from actually uploading every week to uploading every fortnight. This is just because weekly is a lot when you're running a business and I've just opened up a second business, which I'll speak into in the coming weeks. Um, you know, I'm, my, my hands are full and I really want to be able to bring through quality. And it is about that, right? It's about the quality over quantity. So every fortnight it will be at 5.55 a.m. on a Thursday. I'll be in your ears. If you don't want to miss out on the episodes that come, just make sure you turn on um, the notification bell on Spotify so that when I do post, you get that notification pop through and you won't miss any episodes. I also want to thank everyone for your support. I've had a few messages over the time that I have taken the pause on the podcast, which one is really nice to know that everyone's still listening to old episodes that they may not have listened to previously. But two, it just fills my heart with so much gratitude when I get little messages from you guys just saying like how relatable what I speak about is and you feel really seen and you feel really heard. And that's just really important to me because I just want it to be like normalized, just like life in general, like None of us have a perfect life. There's so many things that we don't speak about in conversation because we hold so much shame around it and all the things. And I would, I just love that this is a space that people feel that they can resonate with someone else and be seen in that. And it's really funny because I actually haven't really listened back to many of my episodes. Actually, I think I've listened back to like two of them purely because it's quite an initiation um, recording podcasts and just speaking about random shit and then posting it to the world. And you know, I, I feel like I actually haven't been that vulnerable over here. I feel like I've been quite like keeping my like shit together. If, if you, if you will. And I really recognize that just in, in reflection over this past month of not recording that I'm actually ready to go a little bit deeper with you guys and to open that little bit more. Vulnerability is a really hard thing. It's a really hard, like pill to swallow. But once you're there, there's so much growth. And I'm really seeing that in myself that it's time to be even more vulnerable than I am because it's not just about being vulnerable. It's actually about you as an audience and like you as my friends being able to feel seen and heard and 
know that you're not alone in like the normal human shit that just comes up for us. <laughs> so basically since I took the break was like my birthday and that's really what kind of made me take the break. I swear every year on my birthday, so much shit comes to the service to be shed so that I don't take it on the next cycle around the sun. And truly that is what happened this year. And it was really huge. It was a lot of stuff coming up and just in all avenues of my life really. And it really made me feel like, okay, one, I'm actually not in the headspace right now to be like recording podcast episodes. I need to be in my own energy and really find that deep clarity that is here for me. And I have definitely managed to do that over the past month of, well, like I said, I wasn't really recording a few weeks up to my break. So I've had actually quite a bit of time to just really reflect in my inner world and see what it is that I want to shift, what it is that I don't want to take forward with me. And I've spent a lot of time just on that healing, I guess, like, you know, I'm always, we're all always healing, but I've really dived deep into that. Um, the past probably two months, which has been stunning, absolutely stunning. We love it. (laughs) Some of the things that have really helped me in this time have been astrology because I had a beautiful astrology reading with a beautiful astrologer and that really cracked me open. But also kinesiology has been a really big help for me. So kinesiology, quote me if I'm wrong, but they're working with like the traditional Chinese medicine and it's like muscle testing. So it's actually asking like your body um, questions and then being able to like shift through energy, emotions, um, you know, why your body might be reacting in certain ways. So like for me, I was getting certain pain in my body, physical pain. And then after literally one session, it was like gone because it was just my body was like speaking to me. And that's, it's like kinesiology is so incredible because I am such a core believer in our body speaking to us. Um, as you would hear me speak about like our cycle as women, our cycle is not supposed to be painful, but when it is, and when there's certain um, phases of our cycle that are actually painful, it's because our body is trying to tell us something to do with that certain energy. So kinesiology has been an absolute godsend and I've been having flower essences as well to help shift through some emotions and all the things. And I've been just feeling really supported in that. A lot of inner child healing has come through from that and just journaling, taking time for myself and I'm really grateful that I have so many tools in my little energetic toolbox to lean on um, every day and a beautiful support team around me that I can speak to and open up to about things when I'm moving through them but I just really wanted to open that conversation there of like just because I'm a healer and I do these beautiful things for people and I hold space for people all the time that things can still come up for me. And I know that like some of you might listen to this and go, well, duh, you're human. But I do know that there is a small handful of people that genuinely think that they are alone in these things. And that when people are on the path of their passion and purpose, that they may not feel that way. And I just want to like voice it that, yeah, even when you are living your dream life and you are, you know, doing the things that you love every single day, these things can still come up for us. We're only human and you are not alone um, when it happens. And just make sure that you have beautiful people around you to support you. And if you don't have support around you, like find it, it's there. It is there. Go to events that are aligned with you and where you want to be. Go to full moon circles. Like literally, I think it was like a month ago, yeah, almost a month ago, I had my full moon circle with five beautiful women joined me. And even though I'm holding the space, it's just still so like beautiful. You know, we all just sit in circle and we talk and the the soul connection there is like an instant thing. And it's just so beautiful. And so if you are looking for a, you know, place to find people, like put yourself out there and do it. Like you can so fucking do it. And yeah, that's my little like 
tangent for um, the beginning of the episode. I just really wanted to speak into how normal it is that even when you are on purpose, you can still have these times of dark nights of the soul, I guess, where things come, the shadows come to light and you just need to allow them to be seen and allow yourself to completely surrender to the process. And that is actually a really big thing is surrendering to it. When we fight against what's trying to come up, we're burying it deeper and it's just making it harder for us to ever face it. We then act from a triggered space and a reactive space and not a responsive space and a neutral space. So it's really important if you notice that your body, your mind um, starts bringing things up that you do actually take the time to hold yourself through it, be held by a healer. Um, you are not a burden if you are feeling like completely out of whack, out of clarity, have no idea what the fuck's going on in your body. Like you this is my invitation to you to actually be seen in that and to shift it from this conversation. I actually just want to lean into a little bit of like my new intro and just explain that a little bit. So I've spoken in the intro about generational healing. This has been something that I have been so passionate about for so long, and it is now something that I'm claiming and I'm going to be really stepping into. I already definitely um, facilitate generational healing um, in a very different way to what I have been facilitated it in the past for self. I take a lot of time and devotion to researching this topic and becoming more knowledgeable and wise about generational healing and how powerful it actually is to begin to break these patterns and these cycles that we've carried from our ancestors and from everyone who came before us. So I just wanted to preface that, yeah, I did say that in the intro and I am going to be bringing through a lot of this um, buried wisdom that I have within me and speaking into that more because I truly am so deeply passionate about breaking, being the cycle breaker and helping others also be the cycle breaker and illuminating in others that sometimes some of the shit that comes up for us is actually not ours. It's things that we've carried in our DNA from our lineage and it's time to like cut that cord. So I will be speaking into that more on the podcast, which is super exciting and super fun for me to sort of crack open that can and like be seen even more in what is my truth. Um, I've also been really diving into cyclical living, which I have been doing for a long time. And I guess I just had a lot of stuff coming up and this is what was illuminated to me on like around my birthday was like the worthiness piece, right? And I've really seen within myself since taking the time within that I am worthy to share this wisdom. I am so worthy and it's actually here to be shared. It's here to be passed down to the next generation. It's here to be passed on to friends. It's it's just here for that. Like it's not here for me to hold it. And I feel like I just had a lot of um, self-worth and disbelief in self coming up without me realizing. So it was a shadow of me not sharing a lot of this wisdom and just sticking to the I do Bowen therapy and I do womb healing and I do breath work and I do this and saying like, you know, I do all these things, but really having a lack of clarity there for, for you guys to see what it truly is that I'm passionate about. So yes, a lot has come through of feeling unworthy and now transcending that and completely stepping into it and just being like, you know what, I'm fucking sharing this shit. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. And like, you can either be here for it or you can leave, but like, I'm sure you'll want to stick around for it. But if you want to leave, the door is open. I'm not holding on to anything. <laughs> I just, I really want to start like sharing my truth completely. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So this week's quote of the week or quote of the fortnight, I guess. Oh, <laughs> so this fortnight's quote is, I saw this quote and I was instantly like, yep, 
I'm fucking doing it. (laughs) So the quote is, she is water, powerful enough to drown you, soft enough to cleanse you, deep enough to save you. And I read this and instantly was like, whoa, yeah, that is woman. That is literally what women are. We are so powerful, yet we are so caring, yet we are just so incredible. And that is all like this quote just really embodies like all avenues of the feminine energy, the dark feminine, the soft feminine, the light feminine, the sensual feminine. I don't know. I just like, I love that. And I love using water as an analogy to relate to women because it really is like the flow and the depths and the darkness and the lightness and oh my gosh, the clarity. Anyway, beautiful quote. Absolutely loved that. And this week's self-love ritual is definitely self-massage. I know I speak about this, but particularly womb massage. So if you're looking for somewhere to like learn how to do womb massage, I will be running another online course um, in the next probably month and a half called Moon Maiden. I'm just coming up to the end of my round of Moon Maiden um, round one, which has been absolutely incredible and phenomenal of connecting women back to their body. Um, And one of the calls is actually a guided self-massage to the womb. So anyway, this practice is really powerful because it connects you to your body completely, but it also allows the stagnant energies to just shift and move. We hold so much in our physical body. And if you're not taking time to move your body, or even if you are, sometimes it can just be like connecting in this way with the intention of unconditional love and clarity to just shift what is sitting on the surface. So grabbing some coconut oil or your favorite oil or lotion, lighting a candle and just connecting with your womb space. It's just such a powerful way of um, showing yourself love. Anyway, let's get into the topic of this episode, which is about contraception and self-trust. So my journey from contraception to trusting myself because I truly took contraception because it was from a place of fear and lack of trust in my body and now I'm here to share this story and why I no longer take contraception and I just want to share this journey that I have been on with contraception and trusting my body because I know that so many women would be able to relate to this and I know that so many women don't want to be on contraception but they actually don't understand the way their body works enough to trust their body not to. Um, I do also want to preface that there is a lot to this. This is my journey. This is my story. There is, I did a lot of research. I um, connected to my body, made sure this was the right decision, obviously spoke to my partner about it, who was always in full support, but it's a really, um, you know, don't just listen to this episode and then stop taking the pill. If you have no education around your cycle, please reach out and I can support you in this. But It's not something to just sort of take lightly because obviously the side effects of being on no contraception and also having lack of um, education around your cycle can result in, um, you know, unexpected pregnancy or unwanted pregnancy and from there more trauma and things can be created. So just please make sure that you don't take what I'm saying as like a grain of salt and just jump off your contraception. Just make sure that you, if this is the path that you're wanting to take um, from contraception to trusting your body, you reach out for support and you do it the um, correct way because we would not want you to, yeah, have unwanted pregnancy or anything like that. Anyway, so... Way back when, years and years ago, it was like a decade ago, which is 
crazy because I was 14 when I went on the pill and I'm now 24. So that is absolutely crazy that it was literally 10 years ago. Um, I, you know, went on the pill because really the education around contraception 10 years ago was so little. Like I know that for a fact, I remember everyone in school was on the pill and it was actually something that like you looked forward to. You looked forward to going on the pill because like that meant you were grown up and you know, my mum didn't know any better. And of course she's going to take me to the doctor. I'm pretty sure I was probably begging to go on the pill or she put me on the pill because it was just like the normal thing to do when you have a teenage daughter, like better put you on the pill instead of trusting your body. But in saying this as well, like I said, the lack of education and it is not at all my mum's fault. Like literally every single teenager in my entire high school was on the pill. I do remember though, I got my first bleed and I was like one of the last ones to get it. And I was like, so looking forward to it all the time. And I just had to wait up until like the end of whatever grade you're in. I think I was like at the end of grade eight. And then I was like, oh my God, I finally got it. Now I can go on the pill. Like, oh my God. Anyway, I remember I had a few bleeds before my mum did put me on the pill with a doctor and it was like very much like every, like my cycle was actually only like 14 days. So I was constantly bleeding and it was like quite a lot. So it was, it was a lot, you know, at that age as well to like have to handle like all this blood and like pain and all the things that your body does to you when your hormones are regulating, especially when you've just got your cycle. And instead of allowing my body to do its natural thing and um, having lack of education around how to support my body in my inner winter at those times, um, of course, going on the pill was just like a very normalized thing. And I, yeah, so I was then on the pill for seven whole years, <laughs> which is a really long time. And, you know, on the pill, I didn't know myself off the pill. So I didn't know how much it was actually affecting my hormones. I didn't actually know how much it was affecting my emotions, just me in general. Like it was really disconnecting me from my own energy every single day when I was taking it. But I didn't know that, of course, because I didn't know myself off it. Anyway, I took the pill for, yes, yeah, seven whole years. And then I decided to go off it because I started connecting to my body, connecting to my energy, connecting to my truth and realizing, and also, you know, the education became quite well known, like only three years ago. Like it's been a big conversation for years, like how the contraceptive pill really affects our health. So I, you know, in seeing all of this and doing a little bit of research, realized like it wasn't true for me. It wasn't aligned with my values and I didn't wish to take it anymore. And I wanted a non-hormonal option for contraception. So I, the reason I went off the pill and then was looking for another um, thing to lean on was because I had absolutely no trust trust in my body. I genuinely was choosing this out of fear. I didn't sit with my body and ask my body, you know, let's just trust you. I knew about my cycle. So I knew like the phases, I'm not completely embodied in it. Of course, I wasn't living cyclically, but I, I did know that like ovulation phase is the only time it's your only fertile window. I knew all of these things. I knew, you know, you can just use a condom, you can do it that way, but I absolutely had no trust in my body. And I had such a huge fear of falling pregnant and having to make a decision there that I didn't, want to trust my body. I was in so much fear. So then I was looking for a non-hormonal option. And I actually had my auntie who said to me, just trust your body. Like I have been for, you know, 20 years or whatever she said. And I was like, 
oh my God, I would love to be able to trust my body, but I just can't. Like I thought that to myself. And now in reflection, it's just so funny because like I actually could have, I just was choosing not to. And that's why I always say like, we have a choice here. Like, and I was in obviously um, not a neutral space. My nervous system got quite dysregulated around thinking about um, falling pregnant and all of those things. So it was kind of like me protecting myself instead of facing the um, depths of what was actually coming up. Anyway, I went to the doctor, of course, as we, you know, society does. Um, I don't do that anymore, but we'll get there. Um, I went to the doctor and I was like, I'm looking for like a non-hormonal, like contraceptive option. I don't want to be on the pill. And I was really adamant that I didn't want to be on the pill because in this time, um, there was obviously a little bit of time there that I had. Um, I think it was like a month that I didn't take the pill, but was waiting for my appointment to, you know, go and get the contraception put in that I was after. And I remember speaking to some friends and all the things and yeah, went to the doctor and I had heard about the copper IUD. So if anyone has not heard of the copper IUD, it is just like the marina. So they um, insert it into the opening of your cervix and into the uterus. So anyway, just saying that I still am like, I can't believe I literally went to the doctor and chose this anyway. (laughs) So not aligned with like who I am or have ever been. I mean, I've never even worn a tampon in my fucking life and I'm out here getting a copper IUD put in there. But anyway, this is all just a big learning curve. And now I have this story to now share to allow you to also feel seen in this and to know that like we do from a trauma response, make decisions that are very unrational and not aligned with ourselves in a protective sense instead of actually looking at what is true for us. So it's funny because I went off the pill knowing it wasn't true for me, but then went and got this put in because it felt truer because it was non-hormonal. But really, if I sat with it, it was not true for me at all. <laughs> anyway, the doctor was not happy with um, the copper IUD. The doctor was like, no, we'd, we would prefer to use the hormonal one. It only releases a small amount of hormones, blah, blah, blah. And I said, like, I don't want fake hormones in my body. I just don't because in this month, sorry, that I had stopped taking the pill, my skin was breaking out. I'd never been someone to like ever have acne. My whole chin was just like starting to break out. Um, I was getting major depressive episodes coming, coming up. It was like, you know, mental health has been something that I've always had to deal with over the years, but it was quite intense coming off the pill because my body had never actually like, can you believe that I've, I'd never up until the age of what, like, 19 or 20 I'd never like completely properly ovulated like maybe I had a couple of times if I'd missed the pill but like you know that is like I can't even believe that I can't fathom that and I've had to do a lot of like journaling around these things because it's so crazy to me because I had lack of education I didn't realize that I was like fake bleeding and all the things. Anyway, let's loop back to what I was speaking about. I went to the doctor and they were trying to say, get the bar or get the marina. Um, They weren't happy with the copper IUD. And I thought like, well, why the fuck? If I'm asking for this, it's my body. Like what the hell? Anyway, I ended up going to like a women's clinic and getting the copper IUD put in. They did tell me that when you get the copper IUD, it can create, I'm actually just going to get up like the list that it says because it's on Google and read it to you. Okay, so I'm just on Google and I'm just going to read out like the side effects that can come from the Paragard. So the Paragard and the Copper ID, it's like just another name for it. So the listed side effects are spotting between periods, um, cramping and discomfort at the time of it being put in, 
heavier, longer periods for some people and more cramps during periods. It also says that you can, on another website, it also says dizziness, fatigue, like all of these things. So anyway, I'm going to tell you about my story with it. And I also want to preface another reason why I chose this one after watching, by the way, I didn't mention, but I sat there and watched like every YouTube video on like the insertion and removal of the copper IUD that there actually is on the internet. And all of them were like, ah, it was so painful. And I was like, I don't even know why I did it anyway. Um, so I went to this women's clinic. I actually paid extra. Like I paid a couple of hundred dollars to get this put in asleep because like I said, I've never even worn a tampon before. I'm out here going and getting a copper fucking T-shaped thing inserted into my uterus. I couldn't even fathom getting that put in awake. I was like, there is absolutely no way. So I paid extra to get put to sleep and I remember Jai picking me up and we firstly, of course, went to my favorite food restaurant because I couldn't eat all day and we got a um, kebab and then we came home and they said to me that, you know, with this cop IUD um, after insertion, you can get dizzy, you can get headaches, you can get cramping, but just to rest up. Oh my fucking God. I am not kidding. When I say my body went into like fake labor, I... If when once I have a baby, I'll report back and tell you if it was the same because the amount of pain, it was actually contractions. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, but (laughs) it was like every like it wasn't constant, but it was like literally like exactly say like every five minutes, my body would just like completely convulse in like I couldn't move. I couldn't even like ask Jaya to like heat me up the heat pack again when the pain was there because it was so fucking bad. All I could do was scream. And So I was getting this like severe pain in my, um, yeah, like it's, and it does say like you can get abdominal discomfort anyway, within that, I should have really gone to the hospital because I was like, this is obviously not agreeing with my body. But then I was like, oh no, they told me it wouldn't be comfortable for the first like 24 hours. And I was just bleeding so much. I was like dizzy. I was sick. I was just not good. Um, I have in the past, so not had a good experience with getting put under anesthetic. So I was also like, maybe it's the anesthetic. Like maybe I have like a light allergy to that. I'm not quite sure. You know, you, you make up all this shit in your head so that like, it's not as bad as it truly is. And yeah, like I was getting literally contractions. Like it was just next level. So that should have been my sign to go and get it removed. But instead I was like, no, they said for the first six months that this could happen. So then I remember I got my first bleed and oh my fucking God, like leading up to my bleed. So in my inner autumn, I could like my body would just bloat up and I would go into like severe pain. I was never someone who would have to take time off work or anything for my bleed. Like I said, I was on the pill. So like that could have been it definitely was like suppressing down if there was anything um, there. So just keeping in mind that like the copper IUD is non-hormonal. So there was no hormones getting like put into my body. So this was sort of like my body acting the way that it like wanted to naturally. But then there was like this foreign object in my womb. So then my body was like repelling it. So I remember my bleeds and I kept this IUD in for like a year and a half or a year but we'll get there. But my bleed was like so heavy that TMI, but like if you can just imagine, like usually you would use like one heavy pad for like a couple of hours. I was using them every like 10 minutes and still leaking. It was like super traumatic, especially for someone who has not really experienced that ever. And, you know, I was still putting it down to, it said heavier and more painful bleed time, like blah, blah, blah. It also is a side effect. Um, Anemia is a side effect, which 
I truly believe by the end of having this in, I was like, there was something going on there. Like I was losing so much blood and I was feeling so unwell. Anyway, I continued to keep it in for a little bit. And then it got to like, I think the fifth month month of having it in was the sixth month. And I was like, it is still not getting better. I'm experiencing cramping all the time. It wouldn't even just be in bleed time. It would be like a pretty much all the time that I would get cramping, but it was just my bleed time that it was like so severe. I couldn't even stand up. I would get sick and then I would like start getting in my head, remembering that I've got like this foreign object in there. And, you know, like I said, I've not, not been, <laughs> it's just made me feel really icky that there was something in there. And then I really wanted to get it removed. And I was like always fearing, like, you know, when you like get in your head about something and this is the thing, what I mean, like I was out in such a fear state. I was not in a trust state, like in such a fear state that I wasn't even like just trusting that like now I've chosen to get this medical procedure. It'll be okay. Like there was just like always this part of me. I would like stay up late at night and like Google like copper IUD, like horror stories <laughs> while there was one in me and like seeing like these stories of them, like growing into the actual uterus and getting, Oh, anyway, let's not go there. It makes me feel sick. Anyway, after however long I had it in for, I didn't track this, but I started getting, so when I went off the pill, I did get some pimples and then it sort of cleared. And then I started getting severe acne around my chin from the IUD and I was, I couldn't understand why I was thinking to myself, it's non-hormonal. Like, how am I getting pimples? Anyway, don't quote me on this. I'm not like a fucking doctor or like trained in this, but from what I like read and from the um, information I received from family members and friends who were like helped me in this process of looking up about the IUD, copper feeds estrogen, which is like a hormone. And when we have too much estrogen, then we get like our hormones out of balance and then we can get like pimples. I know there's like so many more, so much more to it than that. But like, basically that was like kind of what I came down to. And like I said, I'm not like quoting this. Like if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry if I'm telling you false information, but it was something along the lines of copper actually can like feed, um, like our hormone and make it like become too prevalent in our body. And then that was like why my body was like breaking out so much. And I was having really bad um, mental health, not feeling good at all, feeling really horrible in my body and feeling really horrible in my mind and not having clarity and, you know, going through like a very huge dark night of the soul, I guess. (laughs) And then I decided like, I'm getting this fucking thing out. Like it's, I need to just like I did obviously like in this time, I was like doing breath work all the time. I was going and seeing healers. I was doing all this stuff. And I had a lot of shame around the fact that I even had the IUD. And I don't even think I shared it with that many people because I was like, why the fuck? It was like, I did it out of self-sabotage. It was like, why the fuck do I have this? Like, oh my goodness. And then the more I started to slowly live more in alignment with my cycle and realize how out of alignment it was to truly have this IUD, I, yeah, I really needed to get it out um, and start you know, I was just looking for another option. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just have to trust my body. Um, and yeah, so I was educating myself around my cycle. Anyway, I really wanted to get it removed awake. I mean, sorry, I really wanted to get it removed asleep. And then when I would like call the places to do so, because I wasn't needing to get it out because the copper IED can stay in for 10 years. Um, I wasn't like a rushed patient, like I just wasn't being seen really. Like the doctor was kind of like, oh, um, cause I think I had to be referred to get it out by a doctor if I'm like remembering correctly. Anyway, I couldn't really like find anywhere to go. And I was kind of like, what the hell? There was like a bunch of places on the Sunshine Coast that I could get it out, but they were kind of like busy or like, you know, you had to be a previous patient or whatever. 
And then I ended up um, thinking, oh my gosh, now this thing's stuck in me. No one cares. All of that came up. And because I wasn't in a very good like mental state, it was not a vibe. Anyway, fast forward to whenever the hell I got it out. I can't remember. The craziest thing to me is like I chose to want it out a few months into having it and then couldn't get it out for like um, like months after but in that time of having it I started really living cyclically and really being educated in my body so then by the time I did get it out I was actually like I would by the time that came I was like I am trusting in my body like I know I can um so it was all like a big journey for me but it hasn't even been out for a year I don't think I think it's been about a year since I got it out maybe and which is wild to me. I'm like, it feels like it's been a lifetime like <laughs> since I've had that. But anyway, I ended up finding um, a place where I could get it out and I had to suck it up and get it removed awake. But I sat with myself with that and I was like, you know what? I chose to actually get it put in and I'm, I'm not going to suppress anymore because I've been suppressing so much in in getting these contraceptions and not listening to my truth and all the things so I'm actually going to create a ceremony out of this and I know this just sounds like of course you would Tanika of course you would create ceremony out of getting an IUD removed but I truly did I had a lot of um things in my womb space that I had been shifting through already and a lot of pain um from past experiences that I was willing to really let go of I was like no it is time to let go of it. And you know, this IUD is like this foreign object that's been sitting in my womb space, creating harm and creating pain. When it gets removed, I'm actually going to visualize it's pulling out with it, all the hooks, all the cords, all the things to people, places, whatever the hell I was holding in there, um, out and remove. So finally, yeah, found a place I could get it removed, got it out awake, went in, I was shitting my pants because as I've said about three times, I have not even ever had a tampon in. So I was like, I'm about to get this like T-shaped thing ripped out of there and it's going to be like so painful, which it actually wasn't that bad. It truly wasn't. But I went in, the lady was like, obviously so nice. My body was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> it was like in a war with my body and mind. Like, I'm so sorry. And then, um, yeah. So leading up to it, like the night before and probably even the week leading up, I was like journaling on it. What is it that's going to be removed with this IUD? What is this IUD taking with it? Um, how am I going to feel after all these things? And I still remember like as she um, pulled it out, I, and you feel it like in, like I had a massive cramp come as she like pulled it out and I just burst into like crying. I couldn't stop crying. I was just in tears and it's not because of the cramp. Like I could definitely handle that. It was the emotion that I had attached to this IUD when it was removed, what was getting removed from my body. And I am not even kidding that when it was removed, I felt all of those emotions like wave over me as they were like released out through my base. And it was just this phenomenally like expansive almost experience because as soon as that was removed from my body and I calmed down from the crying because it was just like it was a, honestly such a huge energetic release and I just like realized it was just me it's like my whole life leading up to then I was on a pill I was outsourcing my power to a pill and then I was outsourcing my power to this little fucking metal thing in my womb and I'd never just been me like I'd never just trusted in my womb and because I'd leading up to this cultivated such a beautiful relationship with my womb 
And then I allowed all that shame to just move with that IUD as it was getting removed. It was like this overwhelming feeling of like, holy fuck, I'm back in my body. Like, this is me. I'm here. And I, from that moment walking out was like, I am not going on contraception. Like this is my body and I fucking know how she works. And I know that like, I can trust that I'm not just going to fall pregnant. Like I know how my body works. I know there's a small fertile window and I know it's safe for me to trust myself. And in all of that was like, obviously a lot coming up because my whole life, self-trust, self-worth have been like huge things that I still process through and taking that big step from like contraception to trusting my body was like a leap of faith into like, holy fuck, you're doing this. (laughs) And, um, it's just so interesting what has come from that and of cultivating an even deeper relationship with my cycle, with my womb and with my body since removing any form of contraception. So obviously like you can um, just be really safe around your cycle. Like I've said a couple of times, we only have like a small fertile window and I am really in tune with my body. I always know what phase I'm in just by like connecting with my body. I track with the moon. I just genuinely know where I am. And like our discharge can tell us that if we're unsure, but my body is, is pretty like she speaks to me when she, when she's not happy, she fucking tells me. And so yeah, um, creating a ceremony around getting the rem- around removing the IUD really helped me a lot because um, obviously like the pill thing was kind of like a whole shambles. It was like, oh, I'm on it for like seven years and then like I'm off it and blah, blah, blah. It was just kind of like, what's the next thing I can jump to? What's the next way I can suppress my truth? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, really like choosing me in that moment was huge. And of course, like some people around me were like, oh, that's a bit like, should you really like not be on contraception? And then just still standing in that and being like, yeah. I'm just going to trust myself. Like it's weird to some people and that's okay. And that's something like that. I think everyone needs to remember if something's true for you and it's not true for other people, that is okay because it's actually your truth and it's not their truth. And it's really powerful for you to just stand in that and for them to see you and see that you're actually okay in doing the thing that they may not do. And then you can actually be that permission slip for them to to do the thing. And I know I'm just here talking about contraception, but this can ripple out into all avenues of life. Like where is it that you're suppressing your truth? For me, it was, it was taking contraception, but where is it that you're suppressing your truth to please other people and to not be seen in actually what is true for you? And yeah, that was like the core lesson that came from all of that for me. And I have really realized in the past um, couple of months, how important it is that I now share this story and share this with other people, with other women to be, so that you can also be seen if this is a path that you think maybe you've taken, you're not sure how to come off the pill, come off the IUD, come off the bar, whatever contraception you've chosen. Um, and I've really seen that this is actually a big part of like my purpose is like helping women see that they can trust their bodies and they can trust themselves and you don't have to be in that fear state. Because I was truly just in a fear state. I was not choosing love. I was choosing fear. I was not choosing loving my body. I was choosing fearing that what if my body did what it naturally can do. And saying that out loud sounds so ridiculous, but it's truly just what we are told. And it's what's really like conditioned into us is to, like I said, when I went on the pill, it was because everyone else was on the pill. And that was just like the normal thing to do. And I really hope that moving forward, like the future generations don't have to think that it's like a normal part of womanhood because it's really not. It's actually not. And I do want to preface like the pill was actually brought out 
ages and ages ago to empower women so that we could like just have sex and do whatever the fuck we wanted. But now it's been really used um, as a monetary control measure, if you say. So I hope this has like helped you in me sharing my story and my (laughs) trauma, I guess, around the IUD, the pill and all the things and just how like I really noticed in my body or in myself how much I wasn't trusting myself. And I also just want to share that like since being on no contraception, I have been able to cultivate the deepest of connection to myself and trust myself in ways that I didn't even think were possible only like a year and a half ago. Like it has created so much self-trust and self-belief within me and knowing that my body like is here to do what she needs to do. But like, I'm not just going to fall pregnant, like just be like smart, just like understand how it works. Just like, you know, I'm just speaking to myself here. Like I was making it such a big deal and mean so much that I had to be on something else outside of me when really like it is all within us. And that is like such a big core belief of mine. Like we have the magic in us and I have the power in me to just know when my fertile window is and then not fall pregnant It is actually that simple. So I understand as well, like a lot of people go on contraception because of other reasons, um, because of like irregular cycles, which like I said at the start, like my cycle was irregular. So that was actually like probably the main reason I went on it at such a young age, of course. Um, But I also just want to say like when our cycle is unregular, when we are um, having a lot of pain in our cycle, a lot of mood swings, a lot of emotion, anything that might come up for you in your cycle in any phase any phase you are okay and you've so fucking got this and it's your body speaking to you and if you are wanting to take the path of trusting your body and of like not wanting to be on contraception anymore please reach out for support because I would love to guide you through that and and educate you more on your cycle and how you can shift from outsourcing to being within And I'm not creating shame around anyone who is on contraception either. It's all your own path. I was on it for like, what, eight years? Like, seriously, there's no shame at all. Like we're all on our own, on our own walk of life. And if this is what feels true for you right now, absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. But I still think it is important to be educated around our cycle and how our body works. Anyway, thank you for listening to this incredibly empowering episode around going from contraception to trusting myself. I thought I'd get emotional, but I I did a little bit there, but no, I'm actually really quite neutral around this now. Um, There's been a lot of work I've had to do around it. And, you know, I've even had to do like ceremonies post getting the IED removed, just like, okay, this is what's coming up for me, you know, like all of the things. So thank you yeah, for listening. I hope it's helped you. And I, if it has, I would love to hear from you if this episode has resonated with you. And like I said, at the start, I am going to be running again, my online space moon maiden. So I'm just coming to the end of that. Now it's a four week online space. It is about connecting to your body, cultivating a deeper relationship with your womb space, learning about how to track with the moon, um, a little bit about the archetypes of our cycle and just like the phases of our cycle. I'll guide you with self womb massage. I'll guide you through a breathwork ceremony, through a visualization and release ceremony. It is a really beautiful way to just, yeah, connecting with yourself from the comfort of your own home. So stay tuned for that over on my Instagram at sacred space W Tanika Lace. If you are wanting to join the next round of Moon Maiden, this is a group program as well. So, you know, it's just, it's really, it's just amazing. I just, 
I, I've loved writing this first round and I'm really glad that it um, came through for me from my higher self because I've just absolutely loved facilitating it. But yes, thank you for listening again. I'm so excited that I am finally back and recording. I'll be back in your ears in a fortnight. So don't forget to turn on post notifications, the little bell on Spotify. Um, Don't forget to rate and review my show if you haven't already. Thank you everyone who has, by the way. I think I have like, I can't even remember how many like ratings I have, but five stars and there's like, I know there's like double digit ratings and I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you all so much. It's just like, it means um, the world to me and I love you all so much. And that is all I have. I'll leave you to it. So much love and I'll be back in your ears in a fortnight. Bye.